0: Let's do this! I hope you're super well, had a great week so far, and are looking forward to the weekend in just a couple of days. Thank you so much for tuning in, and welcome to another episode of my podcast, Leave the Bubble, where we talk about expanding our comfort zones, dealing with changes and embracing challenges in life, as well as staying curious, and in general, trying to grow as a person. Last week, we tackled the concept of having a partner or several partners in crime. People we can trust and that accompany us throughout our lives by doing random stuff with us and being part of our shenanigans and crazy stories. We talked about being able to push one another as well as be honest and transparent with each other as these type of relationships are very rare but so rewarding. So if you haven't given it a listen or would like to recap some of the discussed points, please go back to episode 18 and give it a go. But now let's jump straight into this week's episode, which will be another more storytelling kind of episode, where we'll talk about making the best of a hospital visit. This is actually a very recent one since it literally happened two weeks ago from the date of this episode's release, which means that everything is super fresh. Now, before diving into the episode per se, let me just briefly say that I do hope that you're all healthy and you won't need to, let's say, implement the ideas from this episode, but rather see it as me telling you about what happened and also maybe absorbing some small snippets of inspiration that might help you out, should you find yourself in the hospital someday. Again, let's hope it doesn't come to it, but some of these things really helped me out and make my stay a lot nicer. So let's start from the very beginning. A couple of weeks ago, I was working with some colleagues of mine on university assignments, and we decided to let loose on the Friday night to dive into the weekend with a small party, or better, a get-together with food and wine. Seeing that we were going to be drinking a little bit that night, <laughs> we decided to order in some burgers to have a solid dinner beforehand. So, I get this massive double patty burger with bacon and melted cheese and an extra portion of cholesterol, right? <laughs> and of course, some fries as a side. Every bite was pure heaven and once I'm done with my monstrous meal, I'm super full of I mean, how could I not be, right? <laughs> and I notice that my stomach starts feeling a little bit bloated, but that must have been the burger. So I ignore it and we begin our night. It was super fun. We had loads of wine, great conversations, and really had a blast. After the curfew at about 5 a.m., I go back home and notice that I'm still bloated, which is already kind of weird, but I don't give it any thought and just go to sleep. The next morning at about 10 I wake up and, you guessed it, I was still bloated, so I'm thinking something's not quite right. I start poking my stomach in different places, and when I reach the lower right part of it, I jump up in surprise. It felt like a needle just went through my bloated belly, (laughs) and immediately my mind rushes to some conclusions that ultimately turned out to be quite right. (laughs) I give my parents a call, tell them about the situation and they more or less command me to go to the emergency room, seeing that I'm usually way too lazy to go to the doctor. Side note, always go and get yourself checked out, it really paid off for me. And so, without trying to argue too much with my parents, I go to the ER, barely a month in Maastricht and already paying the hospital a visit great. (laughs) But I'm thinking, hey, I'm just going to get myself checked out and then I'll be able to tell my parents that the entire drama was for no reason. (laughs) Little did I know back then. So I arrive at the ER and of course, like in every hospital, I have to wait about three hours before I'm looked at. But no worries, I used the time very productively by catching up on some trash TV series some friends of mine got me hooked in. (laughs) And when I'm finally called by the doctor, she takes a small blood sample, which turned out to indicate infectious parameters in my blood system. I talked with this doctor for a while, who was a very friendly general practitioner, and seeing that I'm brand new in Maastricht, I asked her if she exclusively worked at the hospital, and she said that she was only there for a few hours a week since she had her own practice. Spoiler alert, she is now my GP for the rest of my time in this beautiful city. Anyway, she passed along the blood samples to some other doctors, who sent me home and asked me to return in the morning for a follow-up blood check to see if the parameters would increase. Long story short, I returned the next morning, they take my blood and see infectious parameters once again. They take me to do an echo to see if they can observe the cause for sure, but couldn't find anything, so off I go to get an MRI scan. These results finally led to the conclusion that it is, in fact, my appendix that was inflamed and needed to be removed. I was scheduled to be operated in a few hours. They take me to my room, I make a few calls, and then my first nurse enters. Mrs. Hedevich. (laughs) Just like Harry Potter's owl, by the way. That was Hedwig or something like that. (laughs) She introduces herself, hooks me up with an IV drip, and we start making some small talk and really hit it off. After all, that day was quite quiet and I still had about two hours before my surgery. So we started chatting and she called in a second nurse, Nikki, who joined us and was also extremely nice. By the time I was supposed to get prepped for surgery... Rejdevik brings me one of those surgical gowns you need to wear, obviously completely naked underneath. (laughs) I start making some dumb jokes about me walking with my behind sticking out, and while we were laughing about it, I asked her to take some pictures of me that I could send my family before I head into the surgery room. We took some nice and innocent ones with me smiling and a thumbs up. But (laughs) I felt so comfortable making jokes with her that we even took some pictures of me showing my cute tushy to the camera, (laughs) which, by the way, was the only picture I sent my family. After all, should something go wrong, that was definitely the last thing I wanted them to remember me by. (laughs) So they rolled me over to the surgical ward, we are cracking jokes all the way there, and they told me what a great shift it was to finally be able to relax a little bit and have some fun with the patient. They wished me all the best and left me in the hands of my doctors that were eagerly waiting to cut me open. (laughs) After a brief explanation of what was about to follow, they gave me some of that good old sleepy medication and after starting to feel dizzy for a few seconds, everything went black. I woke up in a dimly lit, deserted hallway with some monitors next to me. I started moving, but everything was hurting because, well, I had just gotten surgery. (laughs) But exactly then, a nurse came to see me. I guess she must have heard the rustling of the bed sheets. I asked her if by any chance my brother had arrived, who, after hearing from my parents I was getting a surgery, drove immediately all the way from The Hague over to Maastricht to see me. Talk about a solid brother, right? (laughs) She called him in. We gave our older brother a video call and started chatting. Only at this point did I start to realize that I was high as a kite. (laughs) Apparently, they gave me a pretty solid dose of morphine. So I was talking about all kinds of random stuff, telling the nurse I was super happy to have her as my nurse, she offered me a lollipop, and in that moment, that was just the best offer anyone could have given me, (laughs) and we talked about all kinds of nonsense with my brothers. There are actually pretty memorable selfies my older brother took throughout our call, so that's something I really, really relish to see in a few years. Anyway, it was about 9 p.m. and Alex said that he needed to leave, so he started heading back home. After I told Nikki how nice it was to see my brother once I was back in the recovery room, I asked her about the visiting hours. After all, she had told me before the surgery that visiting time was usually over by 8 p.m. She just gave me a smile and winked at me, saying, you know, sometimes we make certain exceptions. (laughs) This was so nice to see because not only did I get to see my brother after surgery, but it was also a fantastic testament to see how just being nice, friendly, and let's be honest, kind of a goofball and joking around with people, they take care of you and hook you up with special favors without you even asking for them. So the next morning, a different nurse wakes me up, Francesca, with whom I also really hit it off. She explained everything I needed to know after the surgery, called my doctor in as soon as I woke up and gave me some extra bandages for my stitches so I don't have to buy them at the pharmacy. By midday, I was slowly sent home after spending the entire morning chatting it up with Francesca and her colleagues and went straight to bed rest after my brother came to pick me up from the hospital. To be honest, I hadn't planned paying the hospital a visit within my first month of being in a new city, but by having a great relationship with my nurses and doctors, the time went by pretty quickly and made my entire stay so much better than it could have been. At this point, I also want to give my public German insurance a big shout out. They took care of everything, which is such a huge relief not having to think about monetary obligations when in a situation just like that one. Need an echo for preliminary analysis? Sure. ER doctor's appointment? No brainer. MRI scan? Go get it. Surgery, of course. Treat yourself. (laughs) It really is amazing having a working healthcare system. So whoever I have to thank for that, thank you. Guys, I hope you're all happy and healthy and that you don't ever need to find yourselves in the hospital. Not even for such a basic treatment like mine. But if you do, just remember, have fun, try to make the best of it, and don't give your nurses or doctors a hard time. Treat them like human beings who also just want to have fun at their job and you'll see how they will be glad to help you out when you need it as well as answer all your questions happily and in a more open and patient way. Quick pro tip, treating people well does not just limit itself to the hospital, just so you know. (laughs) Thanks for sticking around until the end of the episode and let me know if you've ever been in a similar situation and how you best dealt with it. If you can, also... Leave a review and a comment either on Instagram or on Apple Podcasts as well. I greatly appreciate it. As always, please stay safe, stay healthy, and hey, don't be afraid to leave your bubble.